The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water and water life science. I'm Sharon Kleina. For many years ago, when I decided to start this radio show with Voice America and World Talk Radio and all the syndication we have, I was so serious about what is happening to the water crisis and the problems of our planet because of water. Water has been an issue for millions of years for our planet to be able to survive and live and be healthy. The planet on it with, without any life on it was there for billions of years. And I'm going to paint this thinking for you to remind you For billions of years, Earth had, clear around that circle of Earth, it had water vapor in the atmosphere called water. It was water vapor, humidity, for billions of years. Then all of a sudden, the climate was changing around the planet along with the rest of the solar system. And then when it changed, evaporation happened to a droplet in the vapor, and it dropped out. And it came down to what the planet Earth. And as it began to keep coming down and dropping down at that spot and other spots, Earth in time began to have life in time because of water. Water in the air, the air has invisible water to breathe to keep you alive, for your body to breathe, your skin to breathe, and all life on earth to breathe the water vapor. The recycling of your body and that water vapor in the air is crucial, vital, to you being detoxified and being healthy and being alive. When you were born, you left the pocket of water of your mother. Nature made that possible for you to be in water with your mother, to be protected, to live, to survive, and to develop the organisms that are necessary for you to live once you entered into the air of water vapor. Once you entered into the air of water vapor, you were born. That recycling began for you, including all life on Earth. It does it to ever, for all life, your, fav- your plants, all your favorite pets, the fish, all life on the planet, the water that's on the planet itself is all recycling like you're recycling with the water vapor. That is vital to all health. 
But something is so interesting about all this that I find so fascinating with research. Have you noticed that there are no two, did you know there are no two eyes alike? There are no two fingerprints alike? You even look a little different? And that we have other people who have a different color, different hair color, different skin color, different outlooks on life and where they live or how they, where, they, where they're at, at the right, at the spot they're at. Earth did that with the, from the beginning of water vapor. When you were born and you entered in to live on this planet, your individuality, you don't even look just exactly like somebody else, really? Have you noticed that? That even your outlook on life has a little difference with your outlook and your opinions and your what you've been learning and what you like and you don't like for yourself or life and what you taste, what you don't taste, what you like. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed how unique that is? Don't take that for granted, how unique we all are. We're all unique. We're all living with the planet because of that water vapor and the water on the planet. Having a water crisis on the planet is serious because the water vapor evaporates and works with to develop a recycling of nature with the water that's on the planet. It's very vital that we protect the water on the planet for eternity. I'm, this radio show should be the pilgrimage of what is happening around the world that we have been electing leaders to run our countries that are not making the priority of water first, the most priority of all their reasons for being, representing us, that is a priority. Did you notice in other countries where there became sand so far back in time, they didn't have the technology we have to protect the water that we have today? Technology can begin to develop new entrepreneurs, new inventions to protect our water, build new economies like they did way back in time. Economies were built with the technology of the directions of abundant water and protecting the water and what to do with the water because they knew instinctively without the water, there'd be no life. But then without the water, without life, but then also the economy changes. The other thing that changes is our outlook on life changes. Our attitude changes. We become more frustrated. We're evaporating too quickly because the body begins to lose water the moment you were born, living with the recycling of the vapor. You are individually evaporating different than someone else, your body water loss, your organisms. The organisms, as I keep reminding you, the surface of the eyes are 99% water. What is vision impairment? Evaporation, water loss at the surface of the eye. In the womb, the eyes and the brain are connected at the same moment. Nature did that for a reason. Brain is 80 to 85% water. All of your organs throughout the body, your skin, 
70 to 75% water. I could go on and on. But when that eyelid opened at your birth and that delivery, the eyes began to connect electrolytically like a battery to the water vapor of the atmosphere for you to have a healthy, healthy vision and a healthier outlook on life. Then you don't have to drain the brain. The brain doesn't have to go on overload if you're not getting enough water vapor out of the air. Vision impairment is, vision loss is, water evaporating too quickly in the tear film at the surface of your 99% water. What is dry eye? What is dry eye? What is dry skin? What is dehydration dry, getting too dry? Over-evaporation. Now, drinking water is vital. You must take that serious. Drinking 8 to 10 glasses of water a day, not sipping it, drinking it down a day to absorb in your body, to slow down your out attitude. What is emotions? Emotions are the brain is too dehydrated. You're, too, you're, you're evaporating too quickly. The organs of the body are grabbing on to every bit of water you can. You begin to swell up. You're feeling bloated. You're feeling like, oh, my gosh, the body is, is not getting enough water. The body must get enough water to operate and recycle with the, with the water vapor of the air. Your whole life is depending upon breathing the air you're living with. Breathing exercises are vital. Drinking the right water, nothing with added ingredients, drinking water alone. Your proper nutrition to digest your food is vital. You must learn that secret on your own. Nobody can tell you anything other than what you feel you're doing right or wrong. Moderate exercise and sleep is vital like the planet Earth. Very simple and very exciting to get up in the morning and and value your life, but value other people's life. Have you noticed on our planet Earth when the attitude and the emotions are running out of control, how what is happening to the dehydration of other people's lives around you? You're over-evaporating because of people's lives around you. Have you noticed that all over the world? The outlook on life affects other people's lives. It's happening out there right now. We're having a struggle around the planet to embrace everybody's life. And when you're embracing their lives, you're embracing the value to your own. But earth whispers, don't say goodbye. Because if you do, without leaving something special to embrace of your life that you left behind, maybe you forgot how valuable we each are to all of the life on this planet. Yes, we all have different colors. There's male and female and everything. We've noticed that people have, in their times of history, have different faiths that we all need to respect. We all notice that we're living on the planet as a family. Water life science teaches us that we're all living on the planet together. And in that planet, together, is embracing 
and the loving, the excitement of one tree next to the next tree, and they yet draw from each other. But maybe one tree looks differently than the other tree. Our soils around the planet are so unusually different. Living in the United States, have you ever noticed going state to state to state, how the geography is so unusually different? Really, we don't, never, nothing's ever really exactly the same. Let's cherish the differences with respect, dignity, and integrity for each other's lives so that we can say for eternity, for all the generations of children to come to save a child's life, we are in this together. We vision the world together. We vision what is so important to embrace each other's life and to assist each other because we know we all are unique. Isn't that exciting? And it's all because of water. Today we have Dr. Patricia Sulik on, and she's going to be exciting. She's got a, a, quite a crusade and a pilgrimage of her own and a mission. She's going to be teaching us some of the things she's learned. The book that she's written, Should I Fire My Doctor? I think we're going to have fascination with this. We're, we're first going to listen to our sponsor, Biologic Aqua Research, Water Life Science, is the founder of Nature's Tears Eye Mist to supplement the eyes, to slow that vision impairment problem down. Did you know long ago they invented a toothbrush and they said the toothbrush could prevent cavities? Now they say the toothbrush will prevent cavities. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is a pioneer to supplement the surface of the eyes, to slow down that evaporation, it's a must to slow down the vision impairment that is caused with unhealthy vision to eventual blindness. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with tissue culture grade of water with a supplement to the atmosphere. And we'll be right back with Dr. Sulik. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Sulik, are you with us? Dr. Sulik, are you with us? 
Yes, ma'am, I am. I can't hear you very well. Uh, are you close enough to your phone? Uh, yes, I'm right uh, in my phone. Okay, because uh, I'm having, can you speak up a little louder? Uh, I, I personally can, I'm having a hard time hearing you. You sound like you're a little way, quite a ways away. Okay, how about right now? That's a little better. Okay. So how are you today? I am awesome. Just, uh, just drank a bottle of water. <laughs> well, I hope you've been drinking your water today. Uh, yes, ma'am. That is one thing I do. <laughs> well, I've uh, read about you and your background and your dedication to what you're doing, and I agree with you. I've been in the medical field for many, many, many years and founder of the research center, uh, Biologic Aqua Research, Botter Life Science. Uh, the doctors out there are vital to our lives and the sacrifice and the commitment and the mission they put behind their lives to go to the schools and learn what they're learning and the new achie- all the new achievements that they're offering us. But your, your book, Should I Fire My Doctor? Uh, now, first of all, before we get into your book, tell us a little bit about you first, how you got to where you're at, and why did you write a book called Should I Fire My Doctor? Well, uh, thanks for asking. It has been a a long journey. I just attended my 35th year uh, reunion from medical school Uh uh, where I and my husband met, and and we've been married 35 years. We got married Uh right after we graduated. Uh So I've seen a lot happen uh, over uh, these 35 years, uh, not only in my professional practice, but even in my personal health, and most of my research actually has been in um, in gynecology. I, I am a gynecologist, or I'm still a practicing gynecologist, and I'm known more internationally for uh, trying to help women get rid of their uh, menstrual disorders. Uh-huh. And now I focus on uh, perimenopause, menopausal issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, when I became an endowed professor. Uh, years ago, uh, I decided to pursue wellness uh, at my husband's encouragement uh, because mm-hmm. I was noticing uh, in my practice that many of my patients' problems were actually self-induced. You're right. You're and right. I was just seeing things happening. Uh, the, the patients I saw a couple of decades ago um, were healthier and happier than the patients I was seeing today. Right. That's right. we become very complacent about uh, responsibility. Yes, and that seems uh, to be what's happening. And uh, it just I realized I couldn't do much in my office. I mean, when you only have, you know, 20, 30 minutes to see each patient, how can I counsel them on, on really the, how they need to take charge of their health? So mm-hmm. I started putting on wellness conferences, and uh, because I was known throughout the country um, in the medical field, I was even asked to speak at medical meetings uh, on wellness, mm-hmm. uh, living well mm-hmm. aware, what makes us sick and what makes us mm-hmm. healthy, and what mm-hmm. can you and I do about it? And, and now it's my most frequently requested talk, uh, yes. at, I talk at medical meetings for doctors and nurses, but also right. among uh, uh, lay organizations, uh, women's right. groups, men's groups, to try to get right. this message out Care-giving, there. Caregiving groups. Yes, just any kind of group. I, I spoke mm-hmm. at a, uh, a women's uh, uh, conference uh, uh, volunteer organization, uh, 600 women in the audience, and they want to hear about this. So mm-hmm. I think people realize something is wrong. Uh, and what I'm trying to tell them is that 
really, the medical uh, profession is not the answer to your wellness. You are the answer to your wellness. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and I've been in it long enough at another level than you. You've been in the, you've been in the classroom and, the, and, and, and been very much programmed by the professional itself. I was on the other side. I'm the founder of a hospital auxiliary and many more things. I'm now founder of a research center, and I have many medical people all over the world, part of me, uh, and scientists and more, Um, and what I do. But people have to realize, as you have said, we have to take responsibility for our health. You knew it. You've been teaching that now, I'm sure. People do not take good care of themselves. They're emotionally caught up in blaming and when they're emotionally caught up in blaming and not wanting to take the responsibility to understand the value of their uniqueness. I don't know if you heard my commentary, um, how unique we all are. And uh, we have a tendency to be so emotionally wanting to compare to what, what something else is going on, we're not realizing how unique we are to live on this planet of the nature of of what it is, and they they want it to be handed to them for free. Uh, they're willing to work. I'm not saying people aren't willing to work, but they want their health to become more naturally free uh, without working at it. And um, so you're on the right path. Uh, now, to fire the doctor, though, what is your thinking on that? Now, when I was reading your your literature... And the person goes to the doctor, and, you're, and they usually go to the doctor after they've been sick too long or the symptom has been bothering them too long. And they want the doctor to be, please, God, help me, and if you don't help me, I'm going to get mad at you. So the doctor is now prescribing more medication than ever in history to try to make them happy to leave the office with another prescription. So what are you thinking when you say, should I fire my doctor? Well, it's... Uh... Uh, it's sort of a, a, a catchy title, uh, and it's not so much about firing your doctor as it is hiring yourself. There People, you, go. you are exactly Good right. You, you just hit it perfectly. I, I, you, you summarized it so perfectly. People get themselves into situations where now their life is in total disarray physically mm-hmm. and emotionally, and then yeah. they come to us, and, and what do we do? We just give medications because that's what we do. We don't have time to do anything else. We don't have time to spend a few hours with you trying to find out how you got into this situation in the first place. And you're right. That, uh, the data just came out a couple of weeks ago showing that we're at an all-time high of people being on prescription medications. Oh, it's well, what it is is uh, I've studied this so far back. People wait, wait, they're emotionally caught up in themselves. They're so caught up in themselves with emotions. And look at what, we can see it in the news every day, how emotionally people caught up with out-of-control emotions. Well, their bodies are also going through a very emotional individuality of themselves. They're living with selfishness of, please, do something so I don't have to work at it so hard. Then they run to the doctor, and the poor doctor, they, they get disturbed with the doctor. There are more attorneys in the United States than there are churches. 
So if they get mad at the doctor, they sue them. So the doctors are prescribing whatever they can prescribe to keep the patient from trying to take some responsibility to at least take the medication. And the medications are causing, I have learned, an over-evaporation of body water loss. You don't know which pill is going to cause you to over-dehydrate. And the responsibility to those poor doctors and their sacrifice and mission of their lives, like yourselves, uh, people are very, uh, I don't know what the proper word would be, but irresponsible is too kind of a word <laughs> of what they've well, done I think, themselves. I think the word today is entitlement. Uh, entitlement, I think oh, good one. We bought into an entitlement society, right. and we yeah, think that it. this is going to be the answer to things, and it's not. Uh, no. And it's like, what can people do for me rather than I'm going to take ownership of, of my, 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 my health, I'm going to take ownership of my finances, I'm going to take ownership of my emotional health, uh, and those are the people that are truly living a wonderful life. I mean, I look at my 93-year-old, my 93-year-old father. He's amazing. He has taken personal responsibility for his health. He goes to the gym five days a week. You know, he eats healthy. And he says, I want to try to stay away from doctors as much as I can, although I do make sure he, he, he attends his appointments. But he realizes he doesn't want to take a medication unless he absolutely has to, and right. he only takes the one that he has to. And, and, and he's living a living example of what happens when you take ownership of all aspects of your life. How old is he? He's 93, and he and I oh. went hiking on a glacier in Alaska this summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's all in your emotional attitude. You're right. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. You know, I've watched it because I had to study behavior to study water. You know, you can't study water because that's life, right? In the beginning of time, it was water that brought the life. So the the water is the behavior of what's going on around the planet. So when you study that as long as I have, you find that, that you watch those emotions of the water and you watch the emotions of people. And when they want to, like you said, they feel they're entitled to be treated differently because they think they're different than somebody else. And it's sad. And your father, being 93, he says to the world who he is, he's living comfortable in his skin, and he wants to learn to embrace his life and knowing that embracing this planet, Earth, is embracing the, the, the values of what a miracle it is and live it as long as you can, as healthy as you can. <laughs> really, and that's what it's all about. And, and, and you said something that was so powerful. We get into this comparison. And, and when we start comparing ourselves, it is a setup for trouble. We have it to is. look at our own wonderful uniqueness, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and look at our uniqueness. But we're taught to compare. We're buying into a culture of comparison, which is actually a, a uh, culture of despair. It is. Your word despair is just perfect because people who are emotionally caught up are in despair of being wanting to be entitled to be treated differently. They seem to think there's something wrong with them. They have to be treated differently. And, and this is where your book, if the person decides that I am going to be healthy, I'm going to, and, you know, can you imagine the access to the Internet today to study how to be healthy? Really? 
you don't have to go into the index of the library any longer and study. You can go to the Internet and study any symptom and get the different references to different directions of what might be there. It's just mind-boggling. And how, how often do you think you use the Internet for references to different research uh, yourself? I use it all the time, and here's the, here's the key, Sharon, don't you think, that we have to look at what resources we're looking at. And it's like I, I say in my book, I don't have any vitamins, minerals, or supplements to sell you. What I have is information on how you can live healthy, live healthy, and I'm not saying all these are bad, but be very critical about what you are buying into. What are you reading? Who's trying to sell you what? And make sure there's data behind it. And, and, right. and that's, that's what's really important. People today are spending a lot of right. money going to doctors on prescription medications and other things without mm-hmm. looking at what can I do myself to stay healthy. And mm-hmm. so that's why I think we all, need to be, we all need to be critical of making sure we're searching out very good websites um, mm-hmm. and who is trying right. to sell us what and what's going on. Right. And then also take responsibility of learning to get to know your own uh, algorithm of your body. In other words, you're, how are you ticking? How do you feel after you've slept a night? How do you feel uh, when you went out into the weather? How do you feel when you just took a bite of something that to eat? And then if you're taking a, a pill, I don't care if it's just a supplement of any vitamin, how did you feel with it? Uh, did you drink enough water with it? Did do, are we? Yeah, there's so much to learn uh, on how we feel about uh, how uh, we are living with our health every day, and that's what's being in tune with your own rhythm. Um, you obviously have studied a lot of complementary medicine and uh, integrative medicines, have you? Actually, I even spoke at a complementary and alternative medicine conference that was put on for doctors and nurses uh, last year, and I'm going to uh, I'm asked to speak on it again next year in a wonderful place, Sedona, Arizona. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know if you've ever been there. I have. Uh, yeah. Sedona, I think, is one of the most beautiful areas uh, of the beautiful. world with the Red Rock Formation. So it's a great place to hold a wellness conference. But I was actually able to listen to doctors talk about Ayurvedic medicine uh, and on some of the herbs, what data we have, uh, massage, acupuncture, things like this for us to try to stay away from as many prescription medicines as we can, but also to be very careful about what supplements we are taking. Uh, like there's no data out there that taking high-dose vitamin C or vitamin E or vitamin A is good for us. In fact, it could be harmful. And so I, I'm all for people to, for getting as much nutrients as they can in their diet. Um, I know when I and my husband started pursuing wellness, we really started eating healthy, and I actually quit taking my multiple vitamin because I realized wow. everything that was in there I could get in my food. And yeah. I started listening to my body on, on various types of food and found out that my body does a lot better without a lot of dairy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, maybe when the baby was born, there's um, something there that the baby needed the milk. And um, I, have a, I have a little bit, uh, I have some research going on that I really think the baby should not only be drinking the milk, the mother's milk or the formula, but also start them out on water as fast as you can because the baby's taste, uh, flavor, and nerve endings and the tongue and mouth flavor later on don't like anything that's not sweet enough for them. And I'm a believer that maybe that's because we're not starting them out on water 
fast enough to where they get the taste of not just the sweet. I have to take a moment with our sponsor, uh, Dr. Sulik, and we're going to be right back. And then you and I are going to also discuss uh, the food, the nutrition. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a mist. Did you know that vision impairment, vision unhealthiness, lack changing vision is because the water at the surface of the eye is evaporating too quickly. It must be maintained at 99% water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist with tissue culture grade water will supplement that with just a mist. And if you're wearing cosmetics, it doesn't run the cosmetics. It's just a mist with humidifying the eyes to supplement it, to maintain what is important at 99% water. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Dr. Sulik. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleiner Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleiner Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Stulick, we were talking about the responsibility of all of us to learn how to take better care of ourselves individually. And that is so unique that we need to know, everybody needs to realize how unique they are personally. But it's also when they're eating. Uh, we beginning in, begin in time drinking mother's milk and then drinking formula, and then we begin to eat food. Uh, what is your thinking on the diet? Well, that was one question that I wanted to answer when I started pursuing wellness. Uh, what, is, what is healthy food consumption? Because people are out there promoting all sorts of diets, is, you know, just a few of them, whether it be South Beach, uh, Adkins diet, uh, uh, eat by your blood type, and, and all this. And I was like, I, what is the healthiest food consumption? And I wanted to know based on uh, outcomes, like what food consumption could actually lower my risk of having a heart attack or a stroke or cancer or dementia? And or start, the common flu, yes, the cold, exactly. allergies. Yeah. And allergies. So as I started pursuing this, the, the diet that kept coming up that actually the most data is on is the Mediterranean diet. Or it's not a diet, but it's a, a Mediterranean-type food consumption, which as we all know is high. It's high in fruits and vegetables. Uh, it's high in nuts and beans. 
a healthy grains. It's low in red meat and it's low in dairy. And, and the meat in it is more like fish or chicken. And, I, and my husband started uh, pursuing this diet slowly over time. Uh, and we started feeling better. And I, and I think everybody has to look at how they feel when they eat that. And you said that earlier, and I thought, oh, my goodness, that is so important. Because there right. are people out there that their body processes things differently. Right. Uh, some people, the, some of the stories I've heard from people eliminating dairy in their diet, now their stomach problems are gone. Other right. people eliminating gluten. And for them, they have a, some a form of celiac disease, a gluten allergy, and they right. got rid of it. And, my goodness, some of the problems that have resolved. So while the Mediterranean diet is a very healthy form uh, uh, of eating as far as reducing our risk of a lot of disorders, even within it, people have to listen to their body. Exactly. And what do you, what do you think about the vegan diet? Uh, listen, I, I think if, if someone can pursue a vegan diet, that is awesome. I mean, I, I may go a few days without eating any meat or anything or, or eggs, uh, but I do have friends that, that are vegan and they stick with it. And uh, that, that's just wonderful. I mean, if you look at the um, – have you read the book The Blue Zones? No, I haven't. I've written a lot of them, but what is that one about? It's actually written by Dan uh, Butner. He uh, and a bunch of physicians travel the world to try to find out what areas of the world do people live the longest and what are some of their characteristics. And it's a simple book called The Blue Zones. And they found five areas of the world where, where that, has the, that has the greatest concentrations of people who live into their hundreds, and these people are not in nursing homes. They are, are living at home, and they're vibrant. And those areas, there's an area of Italy, uh, there's an area in Greece, an area in Japan, uh, an area actually uh, in Nicaragua, and the fifth area uh, is actually in the United States, Loma Linda, California, which ah. they are vegetarians there. Yeah. Uh, one oh of the characteristics my. of all these areas were most of the areas, the people weren't full um, vegans, but meat was a rarity. It wasn't something that they ate very often. Mm-hmm. And so it really emphasizes the importance of us focusing on meats and vegetables, um, excuse me, the importance of focusing on fruits and vegetables, nuts, things like this in our mm-hmm. diet. You know, life changes on this planet. You know, way back in time, they did certain things that they learned about. And where I, I really enjoy studying is Chinese uh, integrative medicine. For the thousands of years, what they were studying in China to be healthy and their, their, what they learned to be the nature of how they felt and uh, about what they ate and, and their way of, uh, of healing themselves. Um, I find that what we've maybe made a mistake here is over 200 years ago, when we were using a frying pan and we were doing certain things that were just almost like, oh, my God, this tastes good. I'm going to, whether I, I think I'll be, whether if I'm here tomorrow or not or living, this is too delicious to pass up. It's kind of like when they started smoking cigarettes. Now they're doing it with marijuana. Oh, well, if I'm not here forever, at least I've enjoyed my, now I get some satisfaction. Okay. <laughs> we've got to learn, we've got to learn that, Times that when we say climate change now, Doctor, I have a team that I work with out of NASA and climatologists, 
because I have to learn what is causing that evaporation of that body water out of the body over it dehydrating to recycling with the water vapor of the planet. That has to recycle each other. That you also have to recycle with the surface of the water on the planet. All has to recycle back and forth with each other. So when I'm studying and I'm looking at climate change, why didn't we learn to change the diet along with climate change? Because the whole solar system is having a change. The earth is having a change. Because there's changes going on with the water vapor and the air that, that must be recycled with the body water and its body evaporation. I don't care if it's your favorite plant. And the plants are evaporating too. And you can look at your soil of, uh, of where you live in Texas. You can look at the soil over in uh, the Middle East in sand. The soil tells you there's something happening to our planet. It's over-evaporating because it's looking like it's becoming lifeless and too much sand. So, therefore, when you're looking at all of those recycling natures of our planet, climate change means we better think about real serious what these diseases are because what you're eating may be causing you all of your diseases. Well, and I, I just use the word all because I, I, uh, we do like to eat and we do find it recreational. Do you and your husband, when you go out to dinner, you might even go to the shopping center and you might kind of get something to eat for fun. We eat for fun. And look what we have choices to eat. And yes, and, and what is all in all this food? Uh, what I and my husband found out is once we started pursuing wellness and eating healthy, we rarely ate out. And we it's don't, hard just, to get we your don't choices. Eat, oh, yes, we don't eat right. quotes for fun. We eat because uh, our body needs food and it needs healthy food. Right. Uh, and I always say, if I and my husband can change our our uh, food consumption, anybody can. As I write about in my book, my husband used to live off meat lover's pizza, fried chicken, <laughs> double meat processed sandwiches. Yeah. I mean, he lived off this well, stuff, it, it, and he slowly but surely started eliminating Dr. these things. Dr. married for 53 years to a guy from Holland, the Dutchman, loves to eat. He has never been sick since the day he married me. We're never sick. Now, I'm knocking on wood. That's bad luck to say that. Anyway, uh, I found out recently... Yes, he eats my diet. Yes, he sits down and eats what I prepare. But he sneaks off to Carl Jr. and gets a hamburger once a week, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And then I found out I wanted to take him by the earlobe. Whenever I think I'm disturbed with him, uh, I'll take his earlobe and say, his name was Willem. I'll say, Wimpy from Holland, what are you doing now? (laughs) Oh, I love it. And he thinks it's funny. And it's so funny, Doctor, because we were coming back from the neighboring city from shopping, and, and uh, he said, do you want to stop at Carl's Jr.? I go, oh. So I said, okay, I guess I'll get a salad. So when we walked in, the manager knew him. And I thought, how does the manager know you? Are you here very often? He said, well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But, you know, Sharon, 
It's like I, I tell people when they're trying to change eating. They're like, I just don't know if I can do this all this time, the healthy eating. I go, well, start out slowly. And it's actually, you know, maybe it's not what we do. It's not what we do, you know, you know, 10% of the time. It's what we're doing 90% of the time. Exactly. Yeah, the more you, you can are right. eating, the, the, the better you off. You are right. If you cheat one moment, don't the next day. Uh, right. Use our head. Right. In fact, I think my husband would probably love to meet your husband because <laughs> once a month my husband says, can I just have a, I just want a piece of fried chicken. And I go, you know, go for it. You've been living off yeah. salads, hummus. Yeah. Uh, you eat your fruit fresh, every fr- day. I pick the fresh I mean, fruit salad every meal. I have lots of green vegetables and I just pile it on. And then if I decide to have what, when I have something like a fish or a chicken, we very rarely have meat anymore. It's usually fish or chicken. I have a small, tiny amount like the Chinese do when they serve. There's just a tiny little amount of that, but the rest is just piled up with no end of vegetables to choose from. Then I always have uh, a, a, a fresh fruit salad of some nature to get the fruit in us and him, but... Again, and I try to stay away from anything to do with a can. I have as long, but I have to share with you, Dr. Sulik, I was never going to get married. I was never going to have children. I didn't want to learn to cook. Well, then I got fell madly in love 53 years ago, and I then wasn't too much longer that we were, I was pregnant. I had to learn to eat for somebody I had never met, <laughs> a baby that hadn't been born yet. It. So I started studying nutrition, and I found it so fascinating. I've never quit. And, but I find myself concerned about this. I watch the diet out there, and people blame the food companies. People blame the doctor. The people want to blame the sodas, and I don't. I blame those who don't use, do what you just said. You can cheat once in a while, but if you should cheat, remember that you've got to go to the focus of, how to eat better for at least three or four days if you did cheat because we, you, your body has to get adjusted to you cheated and the body has to, is a solvent and drinking tons of water. Now, whenever I drink cheat, I'd go drink about three or four more glasses of water than normal to digest it better. Now, have you studied the digestion system enough to be able to, for people to understand what that means in wellness? Uh, well, I haven't, but when I put on a wellness conference, uh, a lot of times I have one of the gastroenterologists there, Dr. Mm-hmm. Dawn Spears, who is amazing. She says all of our stomach and bowel problems are due to our life, what we're putting into our mouth, and how we're living a life of stress. She goes, this is what's causing the irritable bowel and, and, and worsening a lot of the inflammatory bowel disorders. And she even says, you know, people think diet drinks are safe. No, they're not. They totally alter your gut flora. And so she's all into eating healthy and water, 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 water. You would love her slide on that. Maybe we'll get her on the radio show. Wouldn't it be fun to have you both on sometime? Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I, I like to do that when I have more than one on to discuss it. But back to what you've, you've been learning. And then, then what have you been learning about? Have you gotten into any study about how to breathe correctly? I have done a lot of study on that now uh, because of the Tai Chi Qigong background that I've been studying with them. 
And that breathing technique is vital to also your body's recycling and digestion. And if you're not breathing correctly, the body just wants to tighten up and it swells up. And have you ever done any study on the breathing? Well, it's so interesting that you should say this because I actually, I and my husband have gotten into even mindfulness meditation. In my book, oh, okay. when, I talk about, uh, when I talk about the 11 essential elements to health and happiness, it's not just about healthy eating and exercise and having a normal cholesterol. It's, a, it's about mindfulness meditation, what I call, it's number 10 of my 11, pause, ponder, plan, pray, whatever you call it in your world, to get into to a, a calm state, focus on your breathing. Uh, we've even, you know, we, we like meditate every day, focusing on our breathing and all. And this is right. something we never used to do. I now, mean, you I'm know, a- doctor, it is vital. I'd make that number one. I will tell you, that water vapor in the air to recycle with the body, the body has to have a breathing technique, a breathing discipline. And we forgot about it. That their babies are going home without learning to teach the baby how to breathe. Exactly. Oh, I, yes, uh, healthy breathing, healthy movement, healthy things we put into our body. We are not emphasizing this, and the medical profession is not emphasizing this. Well, when I went to medical school, no one. I didn't have any courses on wellness. I had courses on how to treat diseases. There's right. no huge focus in medical school on wellness. That's why it's up to each of us to learn this and learn it from reputable sources to get uh, uh, what are the things that we need to be doing to being healthier and happier. And this is the focus of I and my husband's life now. Uh, and, and the focus of my book, 11 Essential Elements to Health and Happiness. What are the 11 things that we can be doing that are going to make us healthier and happier? Now, the other one I'm going to uh, mention to you is sleeping. Have you been studying any sleeping? Oh, my goodness. Sleep is so important. Sleep right. is so important. Uh, and a lot of people today are not sleeping well. Uh, we're no. putting a lot of stuff into our bodies, uh, like caffeine, and which I'm not an anti-caffeine person, but if you're, gonna, you, if you're doing it, do it during the day and stop it after noon or so right. um, so that it's not going to affect your evening sleep. Stay really well hydrated during the day, you know, mm-hmm. you know and, and that's going to be important. Mm-hmm. And get the stress out. We, we go to bed with so much on our mind, then we wake right. up in the middle of the night and our mind is just bombarded with thoughts. Have you ever you know, noticed when you're doing your breathing exercises how the mind is not thinking about anything other than that? Isn't it amazing? Why shouldn't we focus on, on our breathing? That before we take you go to so bed. much for we take it for granted, and it's what's right. keeping us alive. Right, and it's fun. It makes life. You know, I'm going to bring up something, and I probably shouldn't. I wasn't going to, but what happened in Paris this last week? The world we're living, Doctor, together. This is a planet of a family. It's a planet of a family of the freedoms of worship and prayer and choices, peace on the planet with integrity, respect, and dignity. It's a planet of of making choices for what you want, where you're at, where you live, and respect and and embracing other people's ideas to, to expect respect, too. Our planet Earth is a lot of fun to live with to be that unique person each person is and value it as a unique value of, and the word nature, what is nature? It just means that the planet brought to nature a faith of, uh, of water, 
And then the, all of the life began throughout the planet together, together. And we bring, and then more than ever in history, the past 20 years, we can really see we're together with the uniqueness of, of the Internet and our, our phones and the communications that we're having together to learn together. I study with Chinese scientists. Well, we couldn't do that as comfortably if I, and I go there, but it is, if we didn't have that communication to do that. So uh, what you're saying with your outlook and what you're trying to get people to recognize and value is the uniqueness of wellness and the value of embracing that and enjoying the life and you get out of bed in the morning and you put your feet on the ground. You could be homeless and still put your feet on the ground and enjoy the value of that uniqueness of where you're at at the moment. We yes, only have about a minute and a half, so you want to tell our, our listeners how to find your book and then anything you'd like to say as a closing statement. Well, I, I do want to just uh, say a little bit about what you just said, the uniqueness, and for us to really look at what is going on in the world. And, you know, while, while we see what happened in Paris, uh, we see what's happening all throughout the Middle East, also what's happening in our homes. Exactly. You know, all, all of the, the grievances, uh, and we're upset at the ex-husband or uh, the, uh, the mother-in-law because she did this, or we want our kids to do this and they're not. And it's all about our, our focusing our thoughts on these other people rather than our, our unique self and where we are. Uh, and for us to be happy with ourselves, and that's one of the, one of the big focuses of my book, is uh, mm-hmm. essential element number eight, passionately pursuing your own purpose and priorities. And number mm-hmm. seven in my book of 11 essential elements, number seven is forgiveness. We have a world of anger, not only with other countries, but even in our own workplace, in our communities, and in our own homes. Well, and you know, that was something I did not learn in medical school. That That's yeah. what the book is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I fire my doctor? It's not about firing your doctor. It's about hiring yourself and getting right. to that next level of physical, emotional, and spiritual health where you need to be. Right. Now, how do they find you? Uh, you go to www.livingwell. At. It's actually what we ought to be doing is it's uh, it's livingwellaware.com. Aware. Okay, there we go. That's what you've been, you've been talking about the whole time. Also, we need to be living well aware. Aware. Living well aware. Uh, livingwellaware.com. And I, I speak all around the country now. I, I used to speak all around the country. I'm internationally known as a gynecologist. I've written over 100 articles in the uh, peer review medical literature. And now in the last few years, I've started pursuing wellness. And Good let me tell you, you, the medical profession is hot for this all. Oh, they are. I know how they've accepted what I do. And, and, and if, boy, you can imagine, how would you have liked to start your career on pushing water? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, I've come clear, like all of my friends in China and around the world have said, I took integrative Chinese medicine and took it in a full circle because it's always been water number one anyway. <laughs> amen. Amen. But I thank you for being on. You tell your husband to stay away from Carl's Jr. And I'm going to tell my husband uh, he'll be in trouble if he goes to Carl's Jr. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> and and Carl's Jr. will probably it was come a pleasure after pleasure being now. on the show. Maybe we can come back and talk more. And if you're ever in Southern Oregon, you come and see us. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. You have a special season coming. All right. Thank you. Same to you. God, God bless. bless. Bye. Wow. Wasn't that enjoyable?
to listen to a doctor who's given her life to wanting to be concerned now about wellness in a different direction. And I do, I can say with witness that the medical profession and scientists and research are welcoming this other direction of integrative medicine and uh, the complementary medicine outlook, uh, alternative medicines, for you to learn how to take better care of yourself first. And then when you go to the doctor, you'll have a communication of total respect and you've hired your doctor and he, that doctor will help you. You know, today, I want you, I said it at the beginning of the show, embrace your moment. Embrace those around the world that are in situations that they cannot just walk away from because they're stuck living in a situation of lack of respect, integrity, and dignity. They're being forced to have to be concerned about life and respect and living freedom. Be sure and think of all of those people and embrace your life with your prayers with them and how to miracle it is. But like I said at the end of every show, earth whispers don't say goodbye because you'll be cautious to save a child's life for generations to come that you cared about all life. Thank you for listening and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel, with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Hour.com.